Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV, that is capital letters BLEAV, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Top of Thunder podcast. I am your host, Dylan Hunsinger, at Thunder Chats, where you're part of the Believe Network, and this podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Now that all that fun stuff is out of the way, uh, we are joined by, not a guest, but he hasn't been on the pod in a little bit, so we want to make him feel special and welcome this time. So the co-host from the West Coast with the most, Stephen Dolan. What up, Dolan? The most? I don't know if I have the most. I don't have the least. I'll say that. Maybe a, a middle amount. Um, happy to be here. I'm a little sleepy this time because I got up early today to watch some basketball. So yeah. it's late on my on my biological clock right now. Yeah, um, that's amazing. I was telling you before we started recording, I was falling asleep in this chair that I sit in <laughs> waiting for somebody <laughs> to join the podcast. And then I just heard a and that indicated that somebody joined the stream where I was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's amazing. But uh, Dolan, great to have you on the pod again. It's been like, what, like almost two months, it feels like? It's been a while, yeah. I was I was going to be on, was two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and then I had an incident when I was lifting weights. I threw my back out, and I was just like incapacitated for like several days i couldn't just not do anything i slept on the floor with my feet up on the on an ottoman um just just icing and ibuprofening and trying to stretch as much as i could but literally for two days like i couldn't even walk like i was just hunched over it could not even stand up straight it was awful that's my first have you ever had back stuff that was my first experience with back stuff yeah, I mean, I've I've strained my back twice at work, and then actually, ironically, like two, three weeks ago, uh, I had like a huge day of like basketball and like a like a live auction fantasy football draft, and I started feeling it like in my neck and shoulders a lot, like throughout the morning. Then we got to basketball, and by the time we got to basketball, like I could barely rotate my neck, like. <laughs> more than 45 degrees and i was like oh this is gonna be a great day yeah i've had a crick in my neck but no, it was like like i was doing the one arm shoulder press and just i felt something click and i didn't know my dad has a bunch of back problems because he got in a skiing accident when he was like in his late 20s Eat. and so he he freaked me out about it of course he was talking about like you probably like ruptured a disc or like you know like 
your spine might be out of alignment and stuff. And my brother was like, you probably just strained something and you'll be okay in a few days. <laughs> and, and he was right. But my dad scared the crap out of me. Cause I was like, I need to go see a doctor. My wife was like, go see a doctor. I was like, I'm going to give it like three days. Yeah, no, I mean, I'll know if I'm getting better or worse. (laughs) Well, hey, I mean, speaking of injuries, man, like I I fell off my truck the other day. Like, what was I guess it was uh, a week ago. Dancing up there? No, I was just like, there was something up there that I could like hand throw off. So it, you know, saved me the time from getting my forklift off the truck. So I was throwing it off of there. And as I was walking back to the forklift to climb off, I still don't know what happened. I don't know if I tripped over myself. I don't know if I slipped. I don't know how, but like, I just, next thing I know, I'm falling and I land on my shoulder. I'm like, I feel fine. Like, you know, for like the next couple hours, but after a while, my chest started hurting and okay. like, I would get like prolonged pains in my chest. And I was like, Oh God, I might have like broke a rib and punctured my lung or something. So <laughs> I had to go to the ER, do the whole CT scan, x-ray, all that crap. And it was like, yeah, no, you're fine. I, I, I guess, you know, I guess it's just like after effects of falling over. I'm like, well, I mean, it still hurts. They're like, yeah, well, you can take ibuprofen. I'm like, all right. And as yeah. as famously, as I said in a previous podcast, I don't do medicine. So um, that didn't happen. But a couple of days later, it stopped hurting. So, yeah. All right. Good. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Did, um, that, e- did that even hit the group chat, your, your incident? No. I don't recall having heard about that. No, okay. I, I didn't even I didn't put it in the group chat because – a, I was embarrassed to fell off my truck, and B, like, I didn't, like, I mean, there was, like, I, I had Googled, like, my symptoms or whatever, and, like, there was a, there was, there was a wide a variety yeah, of severity of what could have happened. Yeah, and Googling so it like, didn't help either. Yeah. Was like, Especially once my dad told me, like, what he was concerned I had done, and then I started Googling that. And that led to even worse things that mm-hmm. all kind of fit the symptoms. It's like, oh, okay, I got to close the laptop. Yeah, we, we can't let ourselves go to the worst place. But um, <laughs> yeah, before we get into the pod, just housekeeping, uh, we did have to skip our Tuesday episode. Uh, for those of you guys that saw on Twitter, we had to take notice of the hospital. Um, crazy stuff. Uh, we were in like... Um, unfamiliar territory because it, he had a seizure and it wasn't like respiratory stuff but he is fine now he came home last night um and yeah i mean he's he's doing great uh respiratory wise no flare-ups of any other seizure thing um f- fun fun fact um actually in the entire pick you it's split between if you know people think nova had a seizure or not and you know, everybody, some people think he had a sugar attack, and then some people you know, hmm. very much believe he had a seizure. So, unfortunately, you can't retroactively diagnose a seizure uh, after it happened. So, we will never know what happened at that point. But the important thing is he is back. And uh, yeah, just wanted to apologize. That is why we did not have an episode Tuesday. But hey, we're back at it. He's home. Hooray. He is home. I was waiting for Steve Nevins at the end. <laughs> oh, no, I got the, I've got the horns on, on like, their own. Too. Like, I don't know. It's pretty dumb. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyways, uh, don't worry. As you alluded to, we woke up early to watch a little bit of basketball. I didn't wake up early. I woke up at the same time I normally wake up, and I right. just had to watch for basketball. Once your time zone, for once, your time zone came in handy. Yeah, it's it's nice. Like, uh, 
not so much today because they were later games, but like there's been, I mean, there's been a couple games, like specifically the Australia games. I wake up and the game's already over. Yeah, and so it's it's crazy. But yeah, man. Um, you know, today, you know, Team Australia played uh, Team Slovenia. Josh Giddy versus Luka Doncic, a battle of just absolute juggernauts. And like you know, I mean, we don't we don't got to sing a large item on this because kind of a bummer of a game. Um, bummer of a day of Thunder basketball. Yeah, actually. Yeah, but I just got to say, you know, obviously, uh, so Team Slovenia won against Team Australia, and so obviously they won the war. But in terms of like head to head battle, Josh Giddy had Luka's number today. It was good. Um, I honestly, I thought I was uh, I was disappointed in Giddy's first half. He was kind of mm-hmm. all over the place, um, throwing the ball kind of wildly, and um, the whole game was pretty skittish about taking threes. I think he took a couple, but was like they were leaving him wide open, and he was scared to take them. And even it was it was kind of cool because um, Andrew Gaze was doing the color commentary. Oh, he's great. He, yeah, and he's like the he's the goat of Australian basketball. If nobody's aware, although Giddy, I'm sure will take that be taking that crown. Maybe not at like a nostalgic way, because you know he played his whole career over there, and you know played for the national team forever, and he's awesome. And mm-hmm. he's he's friend of the family of Josh Giddy, so like they're very close. So it was kind of cool him, you know, announcing Giddy's game, and he said multiple times like Giddy's just got to be more willing to shoot like he's he's nervous about it and he's not being confident and he needs to shoot more um having said all that giddy still put up what like 25 8 and 4 mm-hmm. or something like that and, and on an on efficient on an efficient line and so like even as like underwhelming as he was in the first half even as like he could have been better i think that just says more than anything how good he is and like how high my expectations are for him because he was still really good. And like Luca was in foul trouble the whole game, basically. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't play as many minutes. But Luca's stats were better, <laughs> or Giddy's stats were better than Luca's. Mm-hmm. And like Luca got the W. His, it was a frustrating game from the Australian perspective because just like every time they would get close, they couldn't make the big shot. And then Slovenia, Slovenia would instantly hit a big shot. Mm hmm. Yeah, and so it was, yeah, it was just frustrating, but Giddy was good. Went on a personal like eleven to nothing run in the third quarter. Yeah, that was wild. Quarter. He he scored by what like eight straight times, like yeah. going straight to the basket, and then he hit the three um, before the end of the quarter. And yeah, just absolutely phenomenal. I mean, it was no, it, it wasn't a three. I'm sorry, he was over two from three. He had a three point three point play, I think. Yeah, that's what it was. I, I knew it was that. I knew it was three points. But, um, yeah, the thing that, like, really stuck out to me with Giddy today and really, like, throughout this competition is, like, his relentless pursuit of the rim. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we, we've talked, like, the past two years about how Shea's led the league and drives, um, you know, both years. And, like, right up there with him is Luka Doncic. Like, I think Josh Giddy's going to be up there with him this year because, I mean, he's – you know, whether whether it's, uh, you know, getting all the way to the basket, whether it's a floater in the lane, whether it's off of the cut, like Josh Giddy's finding his way to the rim. And, you know, and, and because of that, he is finding ways to, you know, have really efficient stat lines and fill up yeah. the box score. 
he he is re- he is really good at the floaters as good as you know people are which it's kind of a tough shot and people who have a high percentage on those are rare but he is pretty good at them mm-hmm. but i think in that second half like in the first half i think he was settling for those floaters a lot mm-hmm. and some of them were going in and that's great and it is a useful shot it's a nice tool to have but in the second half i think he was really more focused on getting all the way to the rim and you know touching the backboard on some of these layups and i think that's when he's at his best um when he's not you know it's not so much scared of the contact it's just that he's six eight and he's like here i am four feet from the basket and this floater is clean like why not take it but when he takes that one extra dribble and gets the extra step towards the basket i think that's when giddy's really at his best oh yeah for sure and i'm trying to see so he had five free throw attempts again today which you know is you know, about on par with what he's been doing. You know, he's been getting to the line, you know, five, six, seven times a game. And, you know, like I said, you know, that kind of comes with his relentless pursuit of the rim, you know, being more aggressive, uh, you know, he's probably going to get fouled a little bit more. So uh, he has like re- absurdly low free throw attempts uh, for a guard that, you know, does drive as much as he does. So hopefully that's something that translates to his game this year. Let's see here. Jack White played two minutes and didn't shoot the ball. He had one rebound. So not much to yeah. say about old Jack White. I don't I yeah, I don't this was my first um my first time getting up early enough to, to catch an Australia game. I got up at five AM my time. Um because I realized like well, A, this was just a really like big game. It was mm-hmm. winner go home, basically, for Australia. They've functionally been eliminated. They still have one more game against Georgia, but it kind of doesn't matter. Yeah. And it's, you know, against Luca. And I was just thinking, like, this is probably the biggest game. It's either this or, you know, one of the two playing games or the biggest games of like Giddy's life so far. Mm-hmm. And then thinking about it, it was like five o'clock. And I was like, if I get up, I can watch the whole game. And, and if the kids cooperate, then the kids will wake <laughs> up right when it ends. And that'll be perfect. And so I did it, and they did more or less cooperate. They they woke up with like three minutes left, which would have sucked if it was close, but it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> so I just was able to just turn it off at that point. But uh, so yeah, I got up and I watched it, and so I hadn't seen, I haven't really seen like how effective Jack White has been so far. I will say that he can't have been worse than the Cooks guy who was playing. He that guy is awful. You know, it's funny is Cooks dominated, like, their last game. I don't remember who they played, but he had, like, 25 and 12. (laughs) Like, it's it's wild. Okay. Well, with Japan, maybe. Yeah. There's tears. And and it sucks because, like, Australia really, what they needed to do was to beat one of these big boys. They either needed to beat Germany or Slovenia, and they'd be in the next round, and they lost to both of them. And that's, like, the top the top class of international teams right mm-hmm. and so just unfortunate but I, th- I really think if they would have had a functional big like if jock landell hadn't gotten hurt i think it would have completely changed their team probably in a lot of ways was <laughs> felt like home for giddy <laughs> yeah because <laughs> no of, bigs out there yeah just no bigs and having one would change everything yeah, I saw you beckoning for Andrew Bogut on the timeline. Yeah, like, is he okay? I know he, like, had a back thing, right? His, like, back stopped working or something, but he had a comeback. Like, just get somebody out there who's, like, 
six eleven and can do anything. Yep, for sure. But now, unfortunately, Australia is like you said, pretty much eliminated from the FIBA competition. But um, you know, moving on to Team Canada, uh, Shea and Dort Dort return in this game. I think he missed like the past couple games uh, precautionary precautionarily, I guess. Um, but yeah, he <laughs> he came back today and you know played against um, Brazil. And they lost this game, 69-65, but this is Canada's first loss in group phase, so they will have a chance to move on to quarterfinals if they beat Spain on Sunday. Yeah, that'll be a good game. Um, And Spain is, you know, one of the big boys, like like I mentioned, although they're not what Mm -hmm. they have been in the past when they were, like, challenging Team USA. I mean, there's no Gasols, there's no Ibaka. the guys, the NBA players they have, and they have a fair a fair amount of them, but the NBA guys they have are like, you know, bench guys and like they don't have like the star power. But it is still like one of the one of the good teams, you know. Mm-hmm. They got uh, Thunder Legend Alex Brannis, Thunder Legend Usman Garuba. Uh, they've got Bo Cruz himself. I mean, it's yeah. they've got a they've got a fun collection of players there. Yeah. Um, Garuba, particularly, like in the friendly match against Canada, he gave him fits defensively. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, talking about the game that happened today. Um, so, I, I, I just – I had this stat. Like, I, I I counted it up as it was going, um, you know, towards the end of the game after they pulled Shea and, like, you know, kind of waved the white flag. Um, let me find it. So, Okay. So Shea and Dort for Team Canada today have 40 points on 48.2% from the field. The rest of Team Canada had 25 points on 20.5% from the field. Ugh. It's hashtag not good. <laughs> um, yeah. So like getting into Shea had 23 points. Um, trying to – it, it just restarted map. He had 23 points. Uh, he ended up being 8 of 18 from the field. Not great efficiency, 2 of 7 from 3. Uh, I know you like seeing 7 attempts from 3, though, Dolan. Absolutely. Love to see that. But, um, yeah, he – 5 trips to the line. He made all his free throws. Um, really, Shea and Dort were, you know, obviously, like, as I laid that out, you know, was the ones that carried Team Canada, but, like, they had like a 10, 11, 12 point lead at halftime, and Brazil called all the way back in the third quarter. But yeah. the stabilizing force, you know, throughout the second half was Shea Gildas Alexander for the most part, and aside, Lugan Stewart. And, you know, at the end of the game, there was uh, some questionable things that happened. I don't know if you got to watch that game, but Kelly Olenek took up two clutch possessions by himself, which. Yeah. Just don't understand that, but and they were it seemed like it was the plan. I mean, it was it was like um the inbounds play was basically drawn up like that. And I thought it was gonna be they pass it into Kelly and then just just so he could hand it to yeah, Shay, who was inbounding. Mm-hmm. But it didn't seem like like Shay didn't make a move in that direction. It didn't seem like that was the plan. It seemed like it was for Kelly to try to do it. I mean, yeah. whatever. Um as soon as I saw Shea as the inbounder, I was like, I was immediately angry. <laughs> well, I thought he was just gonna like pass it into Olenek because he was, you know, he's big, and then mm-hmm. run and grab a handoff, and but that didn't happen. 
He did not. Um, but Shea and Dort were good. It was, yeah, disappointing down the stretch when Shea couldn't get the ball, it seemed like. And Dort had some pretty bad um, playmaking decisions down the stretch. But, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. They were They were both pretty good. Just could have been better and needed to be a little bit better, right? He, he made the would-be go-ahead three with, like, 30 yeah. seconds left in the game, and they rightly waved it off because it yeah. was a shot clock violation. But I, I in, in, like, how he caught it and how awkward it was and how quick the release was, I was like, there's no shot this goes in. <laughs> and it went in nothing but that. But, it was just one of those games, and you see him in international play sometimes where just the, whole, the other team does a good job of just kind of making the team making the game like really muddy mm-hmm. um like the smaller court and they slowed the pace down and they you know made sure and got back on defense and took away transition and it just all got really just sticky um so you know good for brazil they weren't supposed to be in that game yeah and no, i just gotta say you know at one point i think shay had tied the game with canada it was 65 to 65 and back-to-back possessions, Brazil. Yago Santos, who is the shortest guy on the floor by like by like a mile, uh, was guarded by Dylan Brooks, Houston Rockets legends Dylan Brooks, um, and blew by him back-to-back possessions in the clutch. Right by him. Yeah, to get you know the go-ahead and the dagger bucket. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Houston Rockets fans, you guys enjoy Dylan Brooks. Uh, yep. Team Canada, I think you should put Lou Dort in the starting lineup. Yeah, and they almost – it almost seemed like they were looking for that matchup. Brazil was. Mm-hmm. They were, the the setup of the screens they were lining up was definitely intended to get Lou Dort off of him. But I think secondarily it almost seemed like it was to get Dylan Brooks on him. They were just like he he's too slow. He's too big and slow. He can't keep up. And they were right. Yeah. Like, man, we got him. Uh also Shea had a really cool block. Uh somebody tried to dunk on him in the lane and shake him over from the help side and blocked him like he does from the help side. So uh we need to recognize Shea. We need to recognize Shea more as the help side defender because he's taking strides there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that is uh, that is it for that game. As I said, you know they play Spain on Sunday. That will be a huge game. That is winner go home for Canada. Uh, Dolan, you got a prediction? Win. Let's go. No go home. <laughs> yeah, and then you know that would potentially set up a matchup between Shea and Canada versus Luca and Slovenia, which would also be a lot of fun. So. Yeah, I, I really want to see Canada, like, you know, in, in that quarterfinals. Like, you know, I want to see, like, a Final Four of, like, Canada, USA, Slovenia, and another team that I can't think of right now. But, like, that would be real fun. Yeah. <laughs> Fill in the blank. If I have those three, I'm happy. Let's get let's – get, yes. um, Oh, yeah. my gosh. I don't know. I don't I know if this is even possible. I don't know what the setup can be. I, I think the only game that Lafayette's lost is against Canada. Yeah, but I don't even know – like I, then, I guess Canada and Latvia could could both be in the next round, but not probably. I don't know. I don't know what the bracket looks like. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't fully understand it. I I trust people that are smarter than me to figure all that out. But um, yeah, I it, it was funny. I was gonna make this tweet, but you know, obviously they lost. But 
the leading scorers for all of, for Latvia, Canada, and Australia were all Thunder players. Uh, Davis Bertans, mm. who people like to forget about, led Latvia 16 points. Uh, he shot four of nine from the field, three of seven from deep. Uh, uh, yeah, from three. Uh, had three rebounds and assists and a steal, and he had a couple clutch buckets down the stretch to give Latvia the lead over the aforementioned Spain. So, uh, shout out to Burton, <laughs> the guy that Latvian laser. Getting about. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he sticks around. I it, he'll be cool. It'll be nice to he'll be cool once every week and a half. Uh, some games, you know coach will just shove him out there and he'll get yanked right back out but then once every week and a half he'll knock down three threes in five minutes and we'll be like yeah yeah (laughs) i need that um yeah no it's funny because whenever you know lavia was first starting to play he was coming off the bench and everybody was kind of confused about it because you know he's like the veteran of the team but his brother got hurt and he's out for fever competition after his like you know stellar friendly play uh and now davis bertons is in that starting spot and he is kind of assuming the role that we thought he would have so yeah that'd be cool to have latvia canada usa and slovenia that would be a really fun final four for the world cup competition let's make it happen um i i gotta tell you this you know me me and moles before we you know started before we all started topic thunder me and moles was on a podcast together called stat chasers and we had given Davis Bertans the nickname Pegasus because, you know, you've got the unicorn nickname. And so it's another myth, mythical creature, another mythical horse name. How do you feel about Pegasus? Um, good horse. He's got the wings. Yes. No, no horn, no horn, though. No, no horn. He always seemed really easy to catch for some reason. Like cause somebody was constantly catching him. Yeah, they just tie up his wings, and then he's just a normal horse. Yeah. That's fair. Mm. Poor Pegasus. All right, well, hey, let's move in to season predictions. But before we do that, we want to hear a word from our sponsors. And we're back with our season predictions. So I asked all of the guys for uh, a gluttony of things for our season prediction pod. I thought it would be just more than me and Dolan, but – here we are, just me and Dolan, and Dolan did his homework, so awesome for yes. Dolan. Uh, being on the podcast and doing your homework, like, you know, you get A-plus for the day. We had some guys who were not on the podcast. We had some guys who had not sent in their homework, and we had some guys who had sent part of their homework. So they all oh. receive an incomplete. <laughs> but um, let, let's get into it. So season predictions, the first thing that I wanted to talk about and it, is just the seating, and I wanted to, you know, you said you did your homework, so I trust you on that. I haven't actually done my homework, so I'm going to kind of like talk uh-huh. this out of my head. Um, okay. But, yeah, I'll, I'll let you go first. Top 10 in each conference. Uh, let's start with the East. Let's let's say the West for last. Okay. Um, I'm probably going to miss somebody obvious. So Me too. Let's get that out in front. That'll be fun. <laughs> um, I think the Bucks are going to be the one seed. I feel like I don't know. They're kind of getting slept on. Like they're just, I just like think the they're going to be at this point. I, yeah, I just think they're going to be awesome, and they always win a lot of games. And like I, I don't know. I just I think I think people are just kind of sleeping on the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the two seed. I'm going to go Sixers. I think Harden will still be there and that him and Embiid are good. Dropping dimes 20 is shaking in his boots right now. <laughs> oh, did he predict otherwise? Is, is that... Yeah, he, pre- he predicted Harden to the Clippers and then to the Heat. That's fine. <laughs> uh, three seed, the Heat, because Dame will be there. <laughs> <laughs> very nice very nice transition uh four seed celtics five seed Cavs. now i'm just making things up but i don't have really any any reasoning behind these i love it uh, three four five i didn't number these six seed hawks i wish i had put them lower mm. seven seed knicks Eight Bulls, nine Raptors, and ten Nets. Okay. Okay, I like do you it. Have, do you have any questions or comments? Uh, n- no, I don't think so. Um, you said, hang on, you had the Raptors in there. I have the Raptors at, as the nine seed. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't got too much comments about that. Basically, it looks like you have everybody that was in the top ten seeds last year. Back is in that day. true? Oh no. Mm-hmm. You oh, too. no. I messed it up. Oh no. That can't be right. <laughs> I think I think the controversy with my list is gonna come with Harden being on the Sixers. Mm-hmm. I think people, including me, are gonna say, Why are the Hawks so high? Um, and then I don't have the magic in the top ten. Mm-hmm. I think people are gonna be mad about that. But there you go. Yeah, no, I, I mean, hey, I feel it. I respect it. Um, I'll, I'll go and do my East. Uh, let's see here. So my one seed, I'm going to go with the Boston Celtics. You know, obviously, they they know how to play together. Wrong. They got Kristaps Porzingis now, Dolan. Come on now. The, the unicorn. Um, yeah, he's hurt currently. <laughs> His horn's broken. Leave him alone. <laughs> um, but at least his wings aren't tied up. But, yeah, uh, Boston Celtics have won. Uh, I'm going to go with Milwaukee at two uh, because of Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, from there, I am going to go with the New York Knicks at three. <sighs> Magic right. at the MSG is going to be happening this year. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. They're going to build off what they did last year. And- I thought – I thought you were just saying, you said magic. I thought you were saying four seed. Yeah, no, 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 oh no, 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 <laughs> no. I'm not, I'm not that bold with teams that are not my own. So, um, yeah. For, so from there for the four seed, I, I'll go with you. Uh, I think that Dame does end up going to the heat and they will be a tough team at that point. So I'll give them the four seed, the five seed. This is where I will go Philly. Uh, even if Harden's there, I think that, that roster construction is kind of weird. So I'm going to go five Philly. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, I have at six. I mean, it, they take a little bit of a step back as other teams step up, but I, I do think that they still have a really fun roster. Uh, yeah, I'm going to keep the Nets in at six. Uh, I, I really like that team. Um, you know, they're a fun team. Uh, I My affinity for Mikael Bridges is well documented in this podcast. So that is, you know, that shouldn't be a surprise. Uh, this is where we shake things up, Dolan. Seven seed, okay. Indiana Pacers. Oh! 
Tyrese Halliburton takes another step forward. Uh, Benedict Matherin, you know, has his second year jump. Jarius Walker and Miles Turner come in and just anchor that defense. They become, I'm going to say, I'm going to say a top half of the league defense, the Indiana Pacers do. Mm. And that behind the play of Tyrese Halliburton and, you know, the other guys on the team, I, I think that they could, you know, creep up in there. Uh, well, see. I think the Pacers suck. Oh. <laughs> I love that you think that. That makes me happy. Um, all right, let's see here. So wrapping up, so eight seed, I'll go Bulls. And they still have got their players until they trade them away. They'll be all right. Uh, nine seed, I have – yeah, I guess this is where I'll put the Hawks. They're fine. Uh, and then the 10 seed, shaking it up again, the Orlando Magic comes into play. Yeah, that's fine. I feel like that's probably going to be close to consensus, having the Magic crack in the play in this year. Mm-hmm. They were good last year. You know, they had a had a good record like when Marco Fultz played or like if there's a lot of different splits you can put on them that are promising. Yeah, I also think I named 11 teams there, so work that Did out you? yourself, guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, I guess you don't have the magic in. Uh, well, if I had to kick somebody out, uh, I'll well, just you, kick you, the Bulls out. But you had them last. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm more confident in them than the Bulls <laughs> at this point. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh no, 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 no! Not Bulls. Hawks. Hawks. Frick the Hawks. I hate Hawks. Them. The Hawks missing the play-in entirely. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and then Trey Young gets traded to the Lakers because they've been not monitoring that situation. <laughs> and then we hate him even more. Yeah. Um, who do you who do you have coming out of the East? I didn't put well, that in the assignment. Let me. But. I guess I I I'm skeptical of Mikael Bridges. Oh really? Okay. I am a skeptic. I don't think. I mean, I had them as the ten seed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think he he. I need to see it. I need proof that what happened last year at the end was real and not just like he got hot for a couple months. That's fair. I mean, people were saying the same thing about Shea. So I feel that. Yeah, they were. And that that was a reasonable thing of them to say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like it. I like it. Who you got coming out of the East though? Uh, The Bucks. Yep. Yeah. You're just taking the front runner. That's crazy. I, I don't think they are though. Like I, I, they're over under. I think had had them like third in the East. Like I think they're kind of people are sleeping. People sleeping on the Bucks. I was saying you have Ty Ty Washington now. Uh oh, game changer. <laughs> They've got a point guard off the bench. Pounced on him. Oh, Alex Roy just got out of the game, dog. Verbatim with a period at the end, just so you know. Um, let's see here. Is he here or is he saying that he will not be joining us? Uh, he said, I could do it from the car, cry laughing face. I'm just not going to say anything. If he jumps in, then he jumps in. He's not going to do it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I am going to pick coming out of the east. I mean, I picked the Celtics like the past two years. It just feels boring to do that. Um, you can't say what I said. Yeah, I mean that I would I would, but you, you said can't. it. Uh free. I'm going with the Knicks. 
I'm, I'm riding the prediction. What is going on? Why, why are you so high on the Knicks? I, Gross, think they make, I think they make a trade at some point in the regular uh, season. And they bring for what? Carl Anthony Towns and their offense explodes. And that's, oh, 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 I hate it even more. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a lot of things you could have said. <laughs> oh, that and you said the one thing that makes me hate it more. Like, oh my gosh! Dude. I love it. I love it. All right, let's jump to West though. Okay, me first again. Yeah, get that stand out your mouth. Um, the Suns, number one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, people are like building in health, I think, or something. I just, they're going to be awesome. And like, I guess Katie could get hurt or whatever. Booker doesn't really get hurt. Beal will get COVID at some point, <laughs> but he'll be okay. And I just think, like, if Katie's healthy, I think they're going to win like most of the, all, all the games. They're going to win all the games. Oh. I think, I think they, I picked them as my one overall. Like, I just don't see why people don't think they're going to be incredible. I think it's just, I think it's kind of a built-in, like, ooh, ooh, the super team. Like, I don't want to pick them, but they, I think they are the super team. Like, so, Suns, um, Nuggets, and then this one I don't feel confident about, but I'm I'm making a bet here it, that, so, Pelicans, three seed. Oh, wow. And that's, so, that's a bet on the health of Zion, basically. Man. If he stays healthy, I know, I know, I know. But I'm throwing a dart, and so I'm taking a shot. Um, Four seed Grizzlies. And so that's with the jaw suspension built in. Mm -hmm. But they still won 50 games last year. 51 games? Something like that? They won 51, yep. Yeah. Um, Five seed Thunder. Yeah. And setting up a really cool first round matchup. Thunder Grizzlies, two really young up and coming teams. Ja versus Shea. Chet versus JJJ. It'll be a cool game. I just hope they don't bring um, Lofton. You know, uh, yeah. we're screwed. Chet Stopper. Yep. Um, six seed Warriors. Seven seed Clippers. Eight seed Lakers. A lot of Lakers hype. Yeah, I guess because they had the strong, the strong finish to the season, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I respect it. I don't know. Uh, eight seed. Have I said too many teams here? You just said eight seed for the Lakers, I believe. Eight. Oh no, I put eleven teams. Okay, <laughs> well, I gotta keep them. I gotta stick with my order since I teased you about it. So that'll be nine seed Mavs. Mm-hmm. 10 seed Kings. And now I feel bad about putting them 10. Man. I meant to put them nine. But that is tough. I'm sorry. I mean, I don't know, man. They like, I guess the bet here is that De'Aaron Fox's clutchness is an unsustainable kind of statistical anomaly. It's fair. Like that stuff usually kind of settles not as that high of an outlier, right? So. If he just comes back to earth in the clutch a little bit, I think he'd knock just a few wins off. And as pe- competitive as the West is, like that will kind of decimate their seeding. I still think they'll be good. 
I just think there's 11 good teams and the Wolves are the 11 seed. Okay. Especially oh, I- since they're trading Cat to the Knicks. Like, <laughs> I guess that'll hurt them or something. I don't know, man. I mean, hey, the way, the way you're talking about addition by subtraction, they might be the three seed at that point, Dolan. Yes. Uh, all right. In mine, let's see here. I'm going to – who did you have left out there? I think you – yeah, you definitely named 11 team again. Yeah. Wolves oh, no, you said the Wolves. Got gotcha. you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll just make sure. Sorry. Um, okay, yeah. So, on mine, I'm going with Denver as one seed again. Uh, I think that they – they run a very real possibility of just, you know, running it back and, you know, winning it again because they, I, I, they maintain most of their team, right? Like, did anybody, like, Bruce. any key lose? Yeah, okay, yeah, Bruce Brown. Didn't they, didn't yeah, they bring it. somebody else in, though? No. Okay, well, never mind. They're going to lose <laughs> everything. Maybe. <laughs> I know, I know. They drafted some guys. They drafted uh, so Peyton Watson. Everybody's expecting to take a big leap from last year. Uh, Hunter Tyson. They drafted uh, Jalen Pritchard. Not. They drafted and Julian Strother. So like they've, they yeah, they've got a nice little youth movement that they could bring in and maybe you know replicate the magic that they got in Christian Brown last year. So I like them at the one seed, uh, two seed. Yeah, two seed, I'll probably go Suns as well. Um, I don't have as much faith in them as you do, just because I feel like an injury is imminent, and I feel like they are, you know, they're in like a kiddie pool in terms of their depth. Um, But, yeah, I mean, they, you know, those three and four guys, if you include DeAndre Ayton, who I still maintain as a Chris Paul merchant, um, and that was the result of his success. Um, But, you know, if you have those four guys, you know, you could probably put together a lot of wins. So I'll take that on to uh, three. I'm going with the Lakers. Uh, I am buying what we saw last year. Uh, obviously, this hinges a lot on LeBron's health. It hinges a lot on Anthony Davis's health. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to say it, man. Austin Reeves has been killing it in FIBA competition. He was killing it last year. Um, I think that, you know, I'm not going to say he makes like this massive leap and he's going to be like a borderline all-star or anything like that, but like he's turning into one of the best role players in the league and, you know, he can affect the game in many ways. So I really like him, Jerry Vanderbilt, killer on defense. They've got a lot of fun pieces there. So I like the Lakers three. There's no way they stay healthy, but I did pick Zion for my three seeds. So yeah, yeah, that's fair. That is fair. Um, all right, and then on this one, I've got the Oklahoma City Thunder at four seed. Uh, I wanted home to court them, advantage. I wanted to put them at three seed really bad, but like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like manage my expectations. <laughs> uh, like my heart says three seed, but my head says four seed. Um, but yeah, like I, I mean, based on what we've seen out of guys like Shea and Getty in this, you know, FIBA international play and, you know, what we saw last year and bringing in Chet Holmgren and having Case and Wallace, like our defense, like, you know, we're going to get into bold predictions a little bit later, but like, I'll go ahead and tell you, I think the Thunder finishes as a top five defense this year, if everybody stays healthy. And, you know, with, you know, like I said, with Case and then Chet and then Door, obviously the, the growth and development Shea's made as a defender is like, truly tangible and like impactful on the game. Uh, and then Jalen Williams, I think he, you know, 
continues in the trajectory he's headed in defensively as well. So I think our defense is going to be crazy. And I think that obviously Shea's going to carry the load offensively, but I think just having Chet Holmgren out there is going to make life so much easier for him and Josh Giddy and Jay Williams. And, you know, I think that, you know, I think that we are a top five defense, but I think that we're a top 10 offense as well. So, Ooh. yeah, at that point, then yeah. you, you better put us at the three seed then, man. <sighs> don't, don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. I'm just saying that's the profile of a contender contender. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But anyway, I mean, you know, we, we can overachieve before we're actually a contender. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I, I'll, God, you're about to convince me to do it, aren't you? I'm just saying, by your own logic, like that—that's a three seed. That's a, that's a two seed. If we're being honest, all right, I'll put us a three seed. That might even—that might be the one seed. You know, if you want to really like stand by your prediction. I mean, hey, I've said some crazy things before, <laughs> and they've happened. I've said some crazy things before, and they haven't happened. So. I'm I'm that's going how, with it. That's how it goes. Yeah. That's how it goes. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing three seed. I'm doing Lakers at four. Uh, yeah. We jumped the Lakers, frigate. Austin Reeves, you're not that good. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> five seed, I'm going with the Golden State Warriors. I think this is like their last like run at it. Um, I think that, you know, obviously Clay and Draymond are kind of losing a step. Um, you know, defensively for Clay, offensively for Draymond, and I think that it's going to be one of their last runs because the rest of the Western Conference is coming up. Um, I, so the it seems like people are expecting them to be better than last year. Is that just is that strictly because there won't be any Wiseman minutes? Like, why? Where is that coming from? <laughs> I have no idea. I think it's just faith and step. I think it's just faith in that core. Um, you know, Draymond, you know, resigning back there, locking it up, and everything. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So then I have the six seed being the Minnesota Timberwolves. <sighs> what about cat? So this is a cat. <laughs> cat gets traded and then they get better. I was better. just kidding about the trade. Okay. They, they got a Ewing theory thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. Bill Simmons had a field day with that one, but. No, I uh, setting up the the rivalry that I think is like we're already like headed straight for right now, and the Oklahoma City Thunder, Minnesota Timberwolves. I think oh, is really? going to be a very strong rivalry over the next decade. Not, man, I I guess that makes sense because I'm like, ugh, I don't want to see them. That's just that's such an annoying thing. So that makes sense that it, it would be real. Yeah, like I mean, there's already like so much discourse between like Shea versus Anthony Edwards on uh, on the true. timeline and everything, and then obviously you know the what happened last year in the play in and everything. So it, it it's coming. Just prepare yourself. Like that's that's a rivalry that's it's not even brewing anymore. Like it's it's yeah. here. It's just building right. right now. I don't want it, but you're right. That means it's that's a clue that that's what it is. Like it like with the Grizzlies when, you know, the first go around. It's mm-hmm. like I don't want to I don't want it to be the Grizzlies and then it was the Grizzlies. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I would I, rather it was the Grizzlies this time. That would be fun, you know? Jaw and like get to see Shea versus Jaw and Dort versus Jaw and like uh, I'd rather do that. Let's do that, please. 
I mean, it's, it is. It's that's probably still going to be a rivalry too, but it's not going to be like our 1A rivalry. So when you had the Thunder at four, did you have the Wolves at five? Did you do a flipper flopper when we when you? No, I did, I did not thunder? have the Wolves at five. I, I was going to have them at six or seven, but I put them at six just for the matchup. Oh, see, see, I talked you into the switch and then it lined us up with the Wolves. It's kismet. You taught me into a lot there. So uh, seven seed, I'm going with, uh, have I said the Grizzlies yet? I don't think I have. Uh, no. Okay, I'm gonna put the Grizzlies no. there. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm gonna put the Grizzlies there and put the Kings at eight. I do think they take a little bit of step back from last year. I think they were just <clears throat> riding the hottest streak of all time. Um, they do bring back, you know, pretty much their entire team as well. But I, I think mm-hmm. that you know, after a year of film and you know, kind of understanding how these guys are playing, I think that it won't be as easy to put up 130 points every night. Um, nine seed. Breaks key. Yeah, pump your brakes, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> nine seed. I'm gonna go. Break it. Let's go Pelicans, and then ten seed. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm tempted to say that if Dallas Mavericks are in contention to get the ten seed again, they're just gonna tank so they don't have to do it again. <laughs> I don't think they have a, the, the pick situation. <laughs> yeah, that, that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, I'll just put Dallas in there at ten. I mean, that. They might finish better. I just think that I, team construction is really weird. I believe you have left that you have said that the Clippers are not going to make the play-in. That is correct. Ooh, spicy. Yeah, I I have no faith in that team at all. Did you? It could. It totally went under the radar. Kawhi had an off-season knee surgery. Yeah, like just <laughs> nobody talked about it. That happened. Good, man. And it's yeah. like, okay, like Russ or whatever has his offseason cleanup procedure every summer mm-hmm. and fine. But he's never – he's like always healthy too. If Kawhi Leonard has a cleanup procedure, that's like a thing. Like he his, he's been having surgery every six months for like three years. Like it should be clean. They've, they've cleaned it. It should be shining. It should be it should pristine. Be spotless in there, man. You should be able to eat off of it. But it's not. They should <clears> be cleaning it. It's not. Yeah, no. I, uh, yeah, I, I think that not only Kawhi, but I, I mean, we haven't seen Paul George have a healthy season in years. Um, he gets hurt every year. Yeah. So I'm just, you know, and I love Russ. Like, I think he was awesome last year. Like, he was a revelation for them in the playoffs last year. But, you know, I think the guy that carried the Oklahoma City Thunder to a, a uh, what was it? A, it was a six seed in 2016, right? Or 2017, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The guy that carried us to a six seed, I, I, I don't think he could do that this year with the Clippers. So, disclaimer we yeah. are in no way rooting for injury, nor would we ever say anything that would lead anyone Absolutely to think not. we are rooting for injury. And this is a, you know, legal disclaimer that this is not something that we're saying. Yeah, Clippers fans, like, get off my jock on that. Like, it's, it's not, that's not what I'm saying. I mean, it's the same thing you said with the Suns. Like, you know, people are just predicting injuries because mm-hmm. there's injury prone players. Like, that's how I'm, that's what I'm doing with the Clippers. So, yeah, I, like I, I said, Paul, that. like I said, Bradley Beal will get COVID. Like, we just know that, and that's okay. Yeah. Uh, I will say, Utah Jazz is, a, is a, my sleeper team. I think that, you know, Larry Markinen obviously is amazing. Uh, but uh, I think they got some fun yeah, pieces too. I, I feel, um, you know, I, I'm expecting a little bit of regression 
out of Lori this season. Ah, that makes me sad. He's going to trade for him, Dolan. He's going to be another all-star. That'd be amazing. Um, but yeah, Spurs, Rockets, Blazers, I think even with Wimbanyama, I think they're going to load manage the crap out of Wimbanyama. And I just, I, I don't see this being the year that they're in playing contention personally. I felt fine not mentioning any of the other teams. Yeah. I mean, I just, you know, when you have a guy that's rated 84 and 2K, like off rip, you got to mention. Oh, is that, is that true? Yeah. What's, what's Chet? 77 77 yeah yeah okay 84. Seven wow. is there like i don't know is there there's probably somebody who's like really really good who's a 84 isn't there uh, who's yeah, the guy everybody's mad old, about man. he's the same as x it's, it's definitely gonna be out there i i haven't seen like they haven't released all of the ratings yet but like you like know, what's rudy like gobert i bet i bet he's i bet that's as good as rudy gobert I think he's like a, he's been like an 85. Okay. So, so yeah. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Just j- just funny. I mean, you know, it's probably I mean it could be warranted. Probably is warranted, but like it's like, you know, let, let him earn something. But yeah, that's uh that's the West man. Who you got coming out of the West? Um Nuggets. Suns, Nuggets, Nuggets. And now I said it first, so you can't say it. <laughs> that, that's a jerk move. That's a real big jerk move. Uh, I think it's going to be the Lakers. I you can is, say it. Well, no, I've, I mean, I Nuggets would be my pick, but if I'm picking another team, I'm going to pick the Lakers. I just think that this is the last shot LeBron has. <laughs> and after that, he's probably going to ride off into the sunset. Uh, my eight seed. Yeah, st- storybook storybook ending for LeBron James here. But um, I-, I do want to say, you know, I-, I have like, you know, obviously I had the Thunder three seed and I have like the Grizzlies of the seven seed. I think this is going to be a year that like teams in the West, like I-, I think the one seed has like 47 wins, like 48 wins, because I think the West is like a bloodbath this year. Uh, I-, I just think that, you know, as razor thin as it was at the end of the year between like the – four to 10 seed. I think it's going to be like that, you know, at the top down, you know, kind of towards the middle and the bottom as well this year. Um, but talking about the thunder, you know, obviously I had them the three seed. You have met the five seed. Uh, why, why do you hate your team? I'm just kidding. Uh, well, I appreciate you. I appreciate you making me seem so reasonable actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Hey, it's what I'm here for, man. That's what I'm here like for. in a vacuum. If I went out and posted like on Twitter, the Thunder are going to be the five seed. People would be like, "Chill out, Homer." Like non-Thunder fans, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, like non- pe- people are into the Thunder, but I think just like skipping the straight skipping the play-in, people would be like, "Relax." So, thank you. Because so, yeah, now, I- if, if now if I now I can go tweet it, and if anybody's like says "boo" to me, I'll be like, well, "Yeah, look at this." Well, guy. guess what? Chat said. <laughs> Appreciate just, that. And just hide behind you like a human shield. Uh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Hey, it's all right, man. You know, get those impressions. That'll help out my Twitter head revenue. <laughs> oh, no. I have to put a question then. Uh, <laughs> where do you think they will be? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, what, what What did you have their record as the one, the Oklahoma City Thunder? Um, 40. Six. 45. 
45 and a half. 46. Uh, yeah, I have them. So I this is going to contradict what I said because I just thought about it and I realized I said this on the pod earlier, so I can't go back from it. Um, I had the Thunder winning, I think, 51 games this year. I if, if they're if they're a top five defense and a top ten offense, then they they should that it's, that should be and they should at least win that. Yeah, it's happening. Uh, I do gotta say, Cone did turn in this part of his assignment. Uh, he has us winning forty six games and finishing as a six seed. Cone, why do you hate the Thunder? Oh my gosh, what a <laughs> hater! Oh my gosh, he's gotten too he's gotten too big time, man. Yeah, yeah. too big time. He's lost his homerisms. <laughs> and Matty Mules also sent his in, said that OKC is winning 48 games and will make the playoffs. But he did not give us a number seed. You coward, Matty Mules. What is wrong with you? Yeah, because that could be the 10 seed. 48 win 10 seed. Take us back to 2010. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Uh, I one last question. You know, we've gone about an hour. It's just me and you. I think that we could we can wrap up here and we can do the other predictions on another podcast when we have more people here. We've talked a lot about you know just like the overarching team and everything like that. But I want to ask you this. You know, we we talked about the seed. We talked about the record. Um, you know, you had them as a five seed. I had them as a three seed. But like going off of your thing, you had the five seed and the Grizzlies at the four seed. How far do you have the Thunder getting in the playoffs this year? Um, I, I think the real, realistically, I think losing in the first round, but I'll go ahead and say winning the first round because I believe, and I, and I want to be a person who believes (laughs) it's, it's an aspirational, (laughs) the person I want to be, the person I want to be says they're the, the wreck of the second round. So I'll go with that. How many games you guys won in round one? Uh, two. Because who will that be? So who was my? You had the Grizzlies. Oh wait, my one. No, it's so we'd be playing the one seed. The oh no! no, no oh no, yeah, you're, two. You're talking about the round yeah. two. Gotcha. gotcha yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I. So yeah, we'll beat them twice. Yeah. The at home, we'll we'll win game one because mm-hmm. that'll be awesome. Yeah. We're gonna beat the Suns at home at, in, on the road in Game One, and then no, sorry, I've got that wrong. So the first two will be there. We'll lose them both, and then we'll win Game Three, mm-hmm. and you know, convince ourselves like, oh, like we're gonna. You know, this, the series doesn't start until the road team wins a game, and then the road team will win Game Four, <laughs> unfortunately. But then we'll win Game Five to keep it alive, and then lose in six. All right. Yeah. I like it. Um, so on mine, we I had us playing the Timberwolves. I think that series could legitimately go seven, you know, just because like you know they're obviously they still got the double bigs unless he gets traded to the Knicks. Um, <laughs> Anthony Edwards is really good, and they have you know if Jay McDaniel stays away from punching walls or fire extinguishers or chairs, whatever. I might be confusing with Mark Stoudemire on the fire extinguisher thing, but as long as his hand is intact and he can play basketball, he is one of, if not the best perimeter defender in the entire league in terms of the versatility he provides with his length, length and his athleticism. So, uh, you know, he's he's a Herb Jones of a matchup for Shea Gilders-Alexander, seven games of that. It's not going to be fun, <laughs> just got to say. 
Um, but I think that we win in seven in that one, which has us playing what was the three seed in mind. So that has us playing the winners of the two, two seven. Yeah. And I had the sun, yeah, probably the Suns as well. And Ooh. yeah. All right. I'm gonna have us losing the seven. Seven. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting. I, I think that you know we, we push it to game seven and then the home court advantage, uh Kevin Durant hits a game one and three, and oh. you know, it just breaks all of our hearts. <laughs> I'm sad. Would you rather Devin Booker hit it and him just be insufferable about it, or would you rather Kevin Durant hit it and just like go on about your day? Oh, Devin Booker, mm. for sure. That's for fair. sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That's that's our predictions. Um, you know, we'll we'll get more in depth predictions from the guys on another day. Uh, we'll talk, you know, kind of award races. We'll talk. Uh, I forgot what other homework I assigned you here. Let me see. So definitely said award races and Thunder Hot Takes. We'll probably have a whole like we'll just dedicate a whole episode to yeah. Thunder Hot Takes. Yeah, that sounds cool. So yeah, we've got a we've got a about a month before Thunder Basketball starts. So mine'll be about Chet. I'm just so excited for Chet. I I think he's gonna be so good. I've seen Absolutely. a lot of I've seen a lot of people saying like even if the shot isn't there to start, and I don't that's not something that I think. You're not concerned about it? No. Like, I guess it's just because in summer league he shot poorly. I think he's Mm going to be awesome immediately. He had a lot of rust, man. He had a lot of rust he had to shake off. And, you know, from what he said uh, during the offseason that, you know, in his time off he completely reworked his jump shot to, like, try to speed up his release or whatever. So, as we've seen with guys that work with Chet, you got to take a step back before you can take a step forward. So, hopefully that step back was in summer league and we get the step forward in the regular season. (laughs) Um, oh, I feel like I should, uh, while we're on the topic of Chet, and before we go, because it's topical right now, um, Paul George picked his rookie of the year. And he picked, <laughs> he, I got. I have the clip to see who he picked, so 25 seconds long. Here we go. I'm going to go Chet. Just because I think he's going to play a ton. They're going to be a, a winning team. The way they play, it's going to be fun to watch. And so I think he's going to get a lot of coverage because he plays both ends. He blocks shots. He's a little bit more polished, you know, further along, I think, than Wimby is. Because I think, you know, Wimby's going to have a little learning curve. I know Chet didn't play much due to the injury his rookie year. But being in the league, seeing the, the game up close for a year is going to give him that much more of a head start. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna go and say Shaq. I think Shaq's gonna be the, the the rookie of the year. So that's nice. I feel Chet is like very on the radar of NBA players. Oh yeah, you know, isn't that cool? Like yeah, KD he's... talks about him all the time. He's mm-hmm. always working out with KD. Like Paul George talks about him. He's like, you know, I, I'm sure he wasn't the only one, but he did that interview with Kevin Garnett, who like is into him or is a good actor. Um. Actually, no, wait. I saw Hidden Gems. He's not a good actor. So he must really be in, be into him. Um, I just feel like people are like, Chet is one of the guys, you know? Mm-hmm. They yeah, all they, they all recognize him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's definitely the more, like, plugged-in player. Like, you know, a lot of our guys, even Shay, you know, and Giddy, mm-hmm. to a certain extent, like, very much keep to themselves in terms of, like, you know, their training and whatnot. Um, I know Giddy branched out a little bit last year, you know, training with uh, uh, Jordan Lawrence or whatever his name was. I know he trained with Chet as well, but, you know, Chet's been training with Drew Hamlin. So, like, he's out there with, like, 
Kevin Rant, Trey Young, Zach Levine, Joel Embiid. Like, you know, he's he's out there with like, you know, the NBA All-Stars. And, you know, it's uh, – I still get people in my mentions that are like, you know, basically saying we need to wrap Chet up in bubble wrap before the season starts. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Chet said many times, like, he's a hooper. Like, he's going to mm-hmm. hoop. Whether it's in a program, whether it's an empty gym, whether it's, you know, with NBA All-Stars, whether it's, you know, out there in a YMCA league. Like, Chet's going to go out there and hoop because that's what he wants to do. And, you know, I'm glad we have a guy that loves basketball that much on our team. Yeah, man. They don't all – and it is really cool. A couple of things on that Paul George clip. It, as everybody knows by now, he calls him Shet for some mm-hmm. reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Is that like just him sounding cool like Paul George does? Or is that like him thinking, like conflating his name with Shay or something? I don't really know what's up there. I The other thing is he said he didn't play much. He didn't play much. <laughs> His rookie year. He called it his rookie year. Yeah. <laughs> when predicting he would win rookie of the year next year. I don't know. It's just hilarious how like how many inconsistencies there are. What every time Paul George opens his mouth, he crosses oh, yeah. himself up. <laughs> he's, hilarious. He's really funny. I gotta say though, man, like, you know, if you're looking for like there's a lot of NBA player podcasts out there nowadays, yeah. but like Paul George has a really good podcast. Like, it's I, good, I really but that's the thing. I mean, he's so cool. He really is like just one of the coolest guys, and I love listening to him talk. And but, and also, when you say things that are just like provably wrong, mm-hmm. it's actually like really good for engagement. Like we should just do it more often. Just say nonsense, and people will be like, just post us to dunk on us on Twitter. Yeah, because it actually like, then you just get clicks. Like that's a whole a whole way to get clicks. Put money say wrong pockets. things yeah so maybe we should think about it it's not yeah. like it would hurt our credibility like what do we have what are we playing with house money here says you i'm i'm betting a thousand like the last three drafts i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> uh, but oh wait, wait 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 oh, wait here we go <laughs> i guess i said three drafts oh Oh my God! Oklahoma City's picking Josh Giddy at six. Oh fuck me! Are you fucking serious? No, Alex is better. On that you one. gotta be freaking kidding me! <laughs> we tanked for Josh. Why? Right, we tanked right. for Josh Giddy. Like I'm having a crisis. Alex is like, tell me we are angry. trading him to Memphis, and we're getting ten. Maddie, not even on here, just catching us. Oh, this... Sorry, Maddie. Oh. Okay. This is what is this, it? This is catastrophic. <laughs> I probably said <laughs> I was waiting for the no, dude. Oh, yeah, I've been playing that one too much, dude. I gotta see if I can match it. <clears throat> All right, one, two, three. No, I'm saying you play it and then I'm gonna try to make it sound like it. Okay, here we go. No, dude. No, dude. The emotion isn't there. Yeah. The pain, the raw, the rawness. (laughs) It was pain. It was pain. It was misunderstood pain. (laughs) That's what it was. But 
All right, man. Yeah, we've been going about an hour. We had, uh, you know, I, I think it's been a fun podcast. You know, talk a little Thunder predictions. You know, I I was honestly expecting you to be like a six seed and maybe even yeah. in the playing range. So, um, you know, I, because, I tried to juice it a little bit. Yes, yeah. that's the kind of I, it's more fun to be that kind of fan. And you know, I you know I like the analytics and the numbers, and I'm mm-hmm. you know I base my thinking and that kind of stuff more often. But I want to juice a little Homer in there. It's more fun like that. Absolutely. Hey, take that as a lesson to you fans. Juice a little homer in your takes. Juice a little homer. In your opinions. Like, you know, whether we finish as a three seed or we're in the play and enjoy the season. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that season, uh, we do have some more th- fun things planned for you. I'm working on some other guests to come on for the Thunder season preview. Obviously, like I said, we'll have a hot take episode. We'll have our award predictions and such all these things leading up and you know the wrap up to the FIBA world cup games uh, you know leading up to the start of the nba regular season so keep it here on topic thunder for all of that it's going to be a great time and uh yeah until then hope everybody has a great night god bless hoop when you can and as always thunder thank you for listening to the topic thunder podcast our podcast is available to subscribe on apple spotify stitcher and google play or anywhere else you listen to your podcast be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review and follow us on twitter at okc topic thunder thunder up thank you for listening to believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.